0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
1: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the MLB Extras Detroit Tigers podcast. I'm Anthony Kasvitz, joined by Tigers beat reporter Jason Beck. Back, uh, I don't think it's going to be a particularly lively winter in the uh, Tigers world, but uh, what, are your ex- what are your kind of general expectations for this offseason for the Tigers as they continue their you know, retooling, rebuilding period? Uh,
0: kind of expecting the a continuation of last offseason in the sense that they're going to look for um, low cost free agents on the rebound that they might be able to flip for value at the trade deadline next summer. Um, I do not expect a whole bunch of trades going out in terms of you know, guys who've been around who could draw some value. I'm not expecting a FOMO trade. Mm-hmm. You know, Nicolas Castellanos could get traded, but I'd kinda of be surprised. Um, and after that there's really there's really not a whole lot left to for them to deal. I think we've we've gone over the Miguel Cabrera contract and it's hindrance to any sort of trades. Yeah many times on podcasts like these and and plus he's coming off an injury and he's gonna have to show that he can stay healthy right now
1: yeah absolutely he's gonna be a uh, interesting talking point going into 2019 as, as far as role and, and that sort of thing we'll, we'll have plenty of time to get into all that but let's get into some news and notes um so first of all from the tigers free agent crop uh jose iglesias basically leads that group you got francisco liriano Uh, Victor Martinez is technically a free agent, but of course, you know, we all know his plans, uh, you know, to go raise cattle uh, outside of Orlando. So (laughs) we won't be seeing Victor next year. But uh, Gerald, Gerald Saltalamacchia is another free agent for them. But Iglesias is interesting because, you know, if he departs, who's at shortstop? What are your expectations for that spot right now?
0: Well, they haven't completely closed the door on him coming back, but they've just about done it. they're going to scour the market to see who else is out there. I I think they want, you know, they're in this spot where their shortstop prospects, Willie Castro and uh, Sandy Alcantara. They're about a year away. They're going to need a year or so in AAA before they can compete for the big good job. So in the meantime, they got to find somebody on a short term deal to, uh, to fill that. Ideally it would have been Dixon Machado, but he struggled so much last year. He got DFA'd and, he struggled so much in second base. I mean, he got DFA'd, and now he's really not part of the picture at any position. So I expect that they're going to look for a, a free agent who's going to try to use this as a springboard to, to raise their value. Alcides Escobar is a guy who has popped up in rumors. Um, you know, Edenia Chavarria, if the Yankees don't bring him back, could be another option. There's a lot of guys like that who, uh, who could end up filling that type of spot. I think Eduardo Escobar is another uh, pending free agent. Uh, it, you know That's kind of the market the Tigers are playing in in, another, in a number of uh, spots right now. And I think shortstop, you know, considering what they're hoping to do in terms of 2020 and beyond, like that really fits the profile for them.
1: So you don't envision a one-year pillow contract with Manny Machado, right?
0: You know, if Manny wants to do something like that for a few million, I think Avila would be all ears. Absolutely, yeah, it's fun to think of what that would have been like and how tempting that would have been for, for Mike Yulich back in the day. Right. But I, I think those, you know, this is a uh, different time right now, and it's a, it's a
1: different mission. Yeah, brave new world. Um, so we had some news uh, this this past week. Uh, back with uh, Kristen Stewart and Jordan Zimmerman both underwent core muscle surgery I don't know if there was a two-for-one special going on there in the office of Dr. William Myers but obviously uh, you know Zimmerman is an important piece of this rotation and Stewart is perhaps a potential piece of the lineup but he could could, he could vie for the uh, left field job uh, come spring training and and made a nice impression in September so uh, both those guys have some uh, physical setbacks for right now.
0: Yeah, yeah um, Stewart was kind of, that wasn't really a surprise. We missed the last series of the season with uh, lower abdominal injury, which seems to be code word for the Tigers recently for potential uh, core muscle injury. So, you know, they had already, even before the season ended, had scheduled a uh, exam with uh, Dr. William Myers in Philly for that. Uh, Zimmerman was a surprise because he didn't complain of any uh, injuries at least publicly to us uh, down the stretch in terms of core muscle or really anything. In fact, I remember talking with him after his last start in Milwaukee and saying he was feeling good and looking forward to a full healthy season. And then uh, talking with him after the surgery, he said that there had that been a little bit of soreness his last few starts in that left, uh, left core area and that it had lingered after his last start and said he decided to get checked out just in case and Next thing you know, they found like a slight terror and ended up doing surgery. So it's, uh, it feels like we're talking about a different Zimmerman surgery uh, or a different Zimmerman injury uh, every every few months here. So I guess you can kind of add this to the list. They're both expected back for spring training. I don't think it will have a big impact on any of them. Even Zimmerman was saying that he doesn't expect it will interfere with the scrolling schedule. Um, you know, Stewart. It's his first real major injury since you know, coming up into the Tigers organization. But, uh, yeah, as long as he's healthy, I expect him to get every opportunity to, to win that left field job. And Zimmerman, obviously, with the contract and everything, he's pretty much locked into a rotation spot for the foreseeable future.
1: Well, also on the injury front, uh, injuries really hampered Daniel Norris in the year 2018, uh, recovering from a groin surgery, and that sidelined him uh, basically the end of April until August. So uh, he lost, uh, you know, it's supposed to be an important step forward for him in 2018. He lost a lot of important innings. Uh, he's going to be throwing this winter. What's his plan?
0: Well, uh, he just made a start in the uh, Dominican Winter League. Yeah, I know it seems a little bit early for Winterball to be starting up, but they start up early down there. Uh, he went four and a third innings, gave up a run, struck out the side in order in the first, uh, hit a batter and threw a wild pitch. So it was kind of. You know, uh, what right now is a a typical Daniel Norris start where he shows flashes of being a really good pitcher, but the pitch kind of runs up a little bit and, you know, he battles command. Although he didn't have any problems with the walks, really. So in that aspect, it's encouraging. I think what they're looking for more than the uh, the stat line is how he feels pitching-wise and how his velocity trends. Going in the next spring because it's going to be huge. And I've already had people on Twitter asking, you know, what's the point of having to pitch winter ball and then after that going on the uh, tour of Japan with uh, other major leaguers. And but what, what they want is, you know, since since he lost so many innings following the groin surgery at the end of April, they want him to get some of those innings back, but they also want him to work on his mechanics can come into spring training feel like he's not mechanically searching for his good form, which has really been a, a story for, for Norris the last couple of years is just being able to find that consistency and being able to get locked in on the mechanics where he feels like he can throw strikes consistently and in turn dominate hitters. Uh, he's a big piece for these guys going forward. I know we talk a lot about the – The uh, top five starting pitching prospects, they have come down the pike, but they still need Norris. He still has a special arm. For all the injuries he's had, none of them have involved his arm, which is amazing. They've all been you know, midsection, oblique, core muscle, stuff like that. And so if you can get him going, at the very least, you have a little bit more veteran starter to help these guys along. Or if that doesn't work out, you still have a guy who – can fill a you know, pretty big bullpen role. Luckies you know, who can throw good fastballs, who can approach the mid-90s, you know, they can be pretty valuable in any way. So I think you know, this is this is going to be big to watch. He'll make three starts on Dominican, and then ideally a couple starts in that Japan tour.
1: Norris was, of course, acquired several years back in the David Price trade with the Blue Jays. And back uh, in this month of October, there's been a lot of talk about the Justin Verlander trade from the Astros' perspective. That obviously changed that franchise, helped them win their first ever World Series title, and still going strong here in the year 2018 as as they try to ascend through the ALCS and get back to the World Series. We don't hear as much talk about what the Tigers got in that trade. uh, But two of the three pieces they, they got in the Verlander trade with the Astros, Daz Cameron and Jake Rogers. They're getting a, a workout in the Arizona Fall League as we speak.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, Rodgers is designated as a you know a key player who should get be able to get close to everyday playing time. Uh, they want him working on his, uh, you know, on his swing and on being able to focus more on line drives instead of trying to swing for the fences every time. I'm up um, if you uh, if you look at his numbers in Erie. There was a noticeable upturn near the end of the campaign over there and it really coincided with him getting away from the launch angle fascination and starting to get more towards hitting line drives slashing the gaps and being able to to use that power more for for doubles and always focusing on home moves and it really seemed to yield some results immediately once he started uh, catching on to it and they want him following up on that because i know it's pretty unusual for a guy who was an everyday catcher in the minors to then follow it up with everyday catching duty in the fall But they think he can hold up, and more importantly, they, they want him to develop his offense a little bit more. We've seen kind of the how difficult it is for a guy, you know, for a catcher, for an everyday catcher, to get a grasp of the offense after he's in the big leagues and once he's having to handle a big league staff. They don't want him to go through those same struggles that James McCann has gone through. So I think they're trying to get a head start on that right here. With Daz Cameron, he made a really good rise from um, A-ball to AAA by the by the end of the summer and showed some encouraging signs, especially Double-A. So with uh, with the outfield kind of in flux going into next year, they want him to, to be in a position where he could potentially get a mid-season call if he gets a hot start at Triple A, Or if Jacoby Jones struggles in center field, maybe he's in position to take over there at some point. So uh, he's not designated as an everyday player, but I think with the makeup of that roster, he has a chance to get close to everyday playing time there and work on following up on what he's done with, uh, with the hitting.
1: So, Beck, as we said, uh, not expecting a great deal of action in free agency for the Tigers this winter. And if anything, their most fascinating free agency is actually in the broadcast booth, in the TV booth. Uh, You know, we saw what happened with Rod Allen and Mario Mpembo that will not return uh, to Fox Sports Detroit broadcast in 2019. So how how interesting is that development and and where that leads?
0: This whole situation has been fascinating, to to say the least. Just... You know the way everything kind of happened in August, with obviously what's been reported with the uh, with the incident in the broadcast booth. Now with the decision not to bring them back, uh, it's it, it really it breaks up the team. I looked it up the other day; they were the second longest running TV duo in baseball, only a year behind uh, Michael Kay and Ken Singleton over on the Yankees network. So they really had. Been the voices and the faces behind the Tigers through through the last rebuild and into this into their decade-long run of, of contention. So it's this is a big decision for them because I think there's more focus on these guys now, not just because of how this team fell apart, but but also for for where the current on-field product is and how they're you know they have to make these broadcasts. Intriguing for people and how they have to make it a good listen, a good watch. So, um, you know, Matt Shepard did a very good job filling in along with uh, Kirk Gibson. Uh, I'd I'd be surprised if Gibby was up for the everyday gig, given his situation with Parkinson's, but you never know. Uh, Matt Shepard, I I think, has put together a good resume looking for that uh, uh, play-by-play job. Uh, the, the other fascinating possibility is the idea of bringing Dan Dickerson over from the radio booth. He's, he has a lot of years over there. He has a lot of familiarity with Tigers fans. And on the times he has filled in on the TV side uh, over the last few years, he's put together a really good broadcast that has, you know, been able to meld in some of the uh, advanced metrics angles, something that he's taken an interest in. And kind of put it into a uh, television broadcast in a way that doesn't turn off viewers. So, if, uh, if he wants to go for it, I, I, think that'd be a, I think that'd be something that would be uh, the Tigers and, and uh, Fox Sports Detroit would be open to. Um, you know, there's a possibility for external candidates. I know Joe Block was a rumored guy, but I think he, you know, because he's from Michigan. But he has a lot of ties to the Pittsburgh area now. I, I don't expect him to uh to to leave Pittsburgh at this point. And uh Joe Davis, also a Michigan guy, but um let's be honest, he'd be kinda of crazy to, to leave the job he has now with the Dodgers, a very high profile uh gig there. Yeah. And also the the possibilities he has on the national side doing stuff for the Fox Network. So it's you know It'll, it'll be intriguing to see how this comes together and, and what uh, FSD and the Tigers decide on that.
1: Yeah, it is fascinating because, you know, we know in the lean years, uh, sometimes your, your team voices are your team MVPs in many respects because uh, they, they drive the broadcast. So, um, so, yeah, we'll look forward to uh, more developments on that front and uh, more work from Jason Beck on tigers.com. Beck, thanks for doing this.
0: Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Glad to be back at it again.